Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Dude, it is a, what, uh, Tuesday booze day again? Let's yeah. fucking go, baby. Caleb, what's up, my dude? I was just about to say it's Wednesday, my dudes, but totally wrong meme. We're on a totally different day. Taco Tuesday up in here. Taco right, Tuesday. That's been your theme today. Wrong day. Gio, what's up, bro? What up, what up? How we doing today? Just, you know, getting ready to have a nice little herf here. Excited for what we got in the bank. Debuting some fun stuff today, so I'm looking forward to that. I feel like that's your catchphrase. <laughs> got a fun one here. Got some fun stuff here. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. I'm a fun guy. Fun guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Kind of look like Barney today, dude, with the, the purple shirt and the and, uh, salmon colored shorts. You know, I was going to save. Purple and green, though. I was going to save some of the uh, jokes for the wardrobe <laughs> for the after her. But we'll get that out now. Why not? You got some wardrobe jokes for him? Yeah, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'm not oh, going to let it out now. You, you, so tune in for the after her, guys. All right. Perfect. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, dude, got some yard work done today. Getting ready for that. Uh, Diaper party on Friday. A lot of a lot of exciting stuff coming. Uh, yeah, coming, I mean, coming we got this Memorial week. Day coming up. I mean, this will have aired after that, but going to be a fun next few days. That's for sure. Definitely looking forward to Friday. Uh, you know, obviously Alex has the 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 baby shower on Saturday, so yeah, that's just a little update in my life. Uh, aside from that, nothing real too crazy happening. Just just trying to fucking figure out some kind of a golf trip. Not like a trip, but like just get out to the links. Me and Caleb have been trying to figure something out, but we're due, man. We're due. We're definitely due. Long time Drinking coming. and driving. But anyways, exciting show coming up. We got a lot of information to get to. So, Gio, without further ado, what are we smoking today, my brother? We've got the M81 Blackened by Drew Estate. Fun collab they did with uh, Black and & Whiskey. And this has actually been a long time project between... Uh, Rob Dietrich from Mattel, or Rob Dietrich, the blender for Blackened, and then the lead singer of Metallica. I can't remember his name off the top of my head at the moment. Uh, Dave Pickrell. Of course. Caleb, you would know that. I mean, I also do have the website up right here, too. Oh, <laughs> Caleb's, uh, Caleb's on top of his yeah, shit. Thank it. God. Somebody's oh, got it. Well, be. guess what? He's actually wrong because it wasn't him. It oh. was James Hetfield, the co founder of Metallica, and Jonathan Drew. Wow. And Rob Dietrich. Eat a dick. <laughs> Eat some dick, he said, dude. A nice dick right, sandwich. D- Dave Pickerel is, he helped launch it with Metallica. He helped launch this with Metallica. So, so yeah, correct. They've actually been working on this project for two years. Uh, James is actually a really big cigar guy, and obviously Jonathan Drew is Jonathan Drew. So we don't need to elaborate too much here. Drew Estates already carved their place in the cigar world, that's for sure. Uh, details as far as the cigar goes, we're smoking the Toro of it today. You know, the classic six by 52, uh, retails at about nine eighty five a stick. I mean, if you're lucky enough to live in <laughs> any other state, but this hellhole, I bought the like Corona size of this and it was way more than nine eighty two. I'll tell you that much. That's- well, I just want to take this opportunity cause I just feel like it would be wrong not to, but I want to thank my wife for purchasing these cigars for Valentine's Day for the fellas. So hey, hey. thank you. Uh, we've been sitting on them for three months. So here we are. We finally got to them. Yeah, Muchos right. gra- gra- gracias. This episode is sponsored by 
Alex. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you. And to get into the actual, you know, nuts and bolts of the cigar. So it's going to be a Nicaraguan cigar. It's made out of La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate, their actual factory. It's a Mexican San Andreas wrapper. Binder is actually going to be a uh, Connecticut River Valley Broadleaf. Mm-hmm. And Pennsylvania Green River One Sucker Filler and Nicaraguan Filler. I don't think I've ever had one sucker filler, and that just sounds like something, you know, Caleb used to find at Doc's late at night. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> late at night, that's all you need, just one sucker. One sucker that, to say do, yes. That'll do you. Exactly. <laughs> one sucker to say yes. There's a sucker born every minute. <laughs> that's true. That is true. That's the old saying. But, uh, yeah, what the fuck is the difference between, like, regular Pennsylvania broadleaf and Green River one sucker? I have no. I feel like that's clue, pretty weird. But awfully is, specific. Yeah, like that's super specific. Yeah, <laughs> is it the, like those sucker fish down there in the river? You know, you know. Just no. <laughs> what is it? Bruh. All right, that was you, you earned that one. It's like bra fourteen. I'm gonna keep up with the bra but counters. Anyways, like this cigar actually seemed like it was pretty cool. It scored really well on uh, aficionado. Yeah, I think I it know got, they like, reviewed it. Uh, I want to say like 92, like that 92 to 94 range. They say one of those websites sends out a crazy mail list. Oh, this is rated this by Cigar Aficionado. And what's nice is this cigar actually does come in four different sizes. Goes all the way up to a uh, 7x50 and as small as a 5x43. So get a nice little range. So if you enjoy this blend, you'll be able to get various sizes that might, you know, fit your allocated smoking time. Perfect, dude. I uh, I like did a little research on this cigar, and the reason I was really excited is because of like the tasting notes. Obviously, you know I'm a sucker for a Mexican San Andreas. Anybody that listens to the show knows I'm a sucker for a Mexican San Andreas. But uh, notes that you should taste on this are going to be espresso, leather, and like a dark cocoa, dark chocolate. Maybe you're getting that on the cold draw. Maybe you got that on the on your nose just through the the first couple puffs, but. Uh, really excited to get into this thing, and again, I'm a sucker for a Toro as well, so probably my favorite size cigar besides a Lancero. So, definitely yeah. exciting, and I'm very pumped to give you guys a review on it. Yeah, I mean, there has to be, I'm sure there's some article going, because it seems like all of the manufacturers are putting a lot of Mexican San Andreas wrappers out, and I'm willing to bet they just had a great crop this year of that, or something, because... It's just like every new release. You listen to me a lot in the car, don't you? Remember I was saying that like a month ago? I'm like, dude, you notice how much San Andreas is being put out now? Well, Everything. Tat's got their tux of the line. That's- the whole line. He's, it, it's like Pete and all them guys are just redoing every cigar in a Mexican San Andreas wrapper. The the Tuxla uh, I, 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 I I'm thinking it's because there's obviously some kind of a crop that, that's going around. Uh, it's very sought after right now and Everybody seems to be putting their hands in the, you know, in the in the pile, trying to figure out different blends to use it. So, and again, like I said, there's some great Mexican San Andreas cigars out there, and that's why it's my favorite one, man. Okay. This goes back all the way to like 2010. Like Pete started messing around with the face. I know we talked about that. What last week, two weeks ago, we talked about it on the show. Mexican yeah. San Andreas, kind of like the the uh, walking through the doorway, getting it all started and. You know, obviously, with these craft boutique, it's more than just your, you know, your broadleafs, your Sumatras, and your Habanos now. People are really starting to experiment a little more. 
Well, like I mean, obviously, Tat, like, we know they've had their... They've been at the forefront, I feel like, in terms of at least their advertising. What You've got the face, the Mexican experiments. Uh, was it the 51th that was a San Andreas, or was that a uh, the Sumatra? The 50... Whatever one had the little uh, Mexican dude on it in the sombrero. You know, the cactus? It's either the 50th or the 51th. Yeah, it definitely is. I just can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, it's a little one. I think it's like a 5 by 50 Something little. It's one of their littler TAAs. Yeah. Great cigar, though. Great cigar. As always. And that actually... Oh, well. Actually, we got Caleb to get into what we're drinking. We did a little combination here. Of course. Because I feel like this is this was necessary. We had to. If we were smoking the M81, blackened... What do you think we're What do you think we're pairing this bad boy with? You got to pair it with black and whiskey. You have to do it. And this is a special bottle because we have the cash strength, and this is volume two. So they come out with uh, three different volumes: volumes one, two, and three, uh, all different proofs. So uh, volume two is sixty-one percent alcohol by volume, making it a hundred twenty-two point oh nine proof. And this is a blend of straight whiskeys finished in black brandy cask. Um, so, like I, like we said, this should make a great pairing together with this blackened uh, Jew Estate cigar. So, uh, let's see what we're going to get into. A uh, little history about this. Obviously, we said made by the band Metallica, which is crazy. And then you got Dave Prickrell. Um, he was an advertising consultant behind brands like uh, Hill Rock Estate and Whistlepig. And so, blackened is part of Sweet Amber Distilling Company, and it's been around since 2019 with Rob Dietrich who's been their master blender and distiller. Um, he used to work for Stranahan's out of Denver, Colorado. Oh, okay. So uh, Blackened, uh, they have new releases, and their expression is rye-like lightning. So they say this high proof should set you on a ride-like uh, lightning. That's what they say with these uh, volumes of cash strength. Well, this is straight gasoline. This is hot. <laughs> it is very hot. What is this, 122? One, almost, almost 123. Yes. This is hot, man. It is. The thing I'm a little worried about with this pairing is, yes, we love the idea of pairing two cigars because <laughs> they're by black, and yeah, it's going to be great. Dude, this this might be too hot for this cigar because this is going to bring out notes of chocolate. This is going to bring out, yes, it was fermented, the the wrappers or the cigars, whichever whatever the process is they do. I think they might just leave them in the barrel. I think they take the wrapper leaves and they put them in the barrel, or they might just take the empty barrel. Put the cigars in there, close it, let it age, get some of that smell from the barrel, the char. And with this being a blackened product by Metallica, you're also getting what they refer to as black noise. So this is something they do in their uh, warehouses. They blast just Metallica music on full blast. And it's not a gimmick. They do it. Um, and it creates um, more flavor out of the barrels because it vibrates between the whiskey and the wood. So that's the thing that blackened do- does. I... So all I can think about, just for an analogy, is like, think of like that annoying guy or that that like annoying Honda Civic that drives by you with the two 12-inch kickers and just listening to their fucking license plate rattling. You know what I'm talking about? So I could see how that, uh, you know, the vibrations might be able to bring out some of that devil's cut and maybe somehow get into the atmosphere. Isn't that similar to what three-chord does? Yeah, it is something like that. I don't the, know if they do it with the noise or the vibrations or anything, but it well, I know three chord is definitely vibration. Yeah, it's something with three chord does something with the music too. Um, so with the blackened and Metallica, they do this uh, low hertz sound waves from the music. They blast it, like I said, in the warehouse. Um, you know, to vibrate the liquid and increase interaction between the whiskey and the wood. Um, 
it is they do say it is gimmicky but you know it said that the temperature and humidity in the warehouse creates a different color a different flavor and it just agitates the liquid a little bit and gives a different effect um there isn't much tasting notes on so whatever you guys get say it because uh the people who wrote this article haven't tried either volume one two or three well i'm obviously gonna need a couple sips because (laughs) right now all i'm getting is that hot hot heat uh that 122 is kicking fire i still got this a long ass finish now I'm just See, gonna. See, I'm gonna disagree on the finish. I'm oh, not getting I still a long got it finish. sitting in my chest here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're getting that long hug. Yeah. Now I'm just gonna say this straight up. I think this music thing is a bunch of nonsense. Okay. That's just me. I thought the same thing about like three chord, and I'm sure someone will uh, correct me about this whole process. But it all seems like it doesn't make sense, <laughs> and there's like some ways like. With three chord, they say it helps age the bourbon faster, like I or something along those lines. I don't know, you know, the exact process, but the way I've been explaining this before, sound aging or changing flavors of whiskey, I don't know. Maybe I'm just skeptical. So once you get through that initial kick on this blackened, um, yes, it's cast strength. Um yeah <laughs> Pure, purest form unfiltered uncut straight from the barrel and it's unapologetic on purpose that's what uh bassist robert trulio from metallica says i feel like i can still get some like caramel notes so like i'm getting some caramel um i i hate to be so like like generic in my description but like i i definitely could get some like butterscotch on that too so i don't know that, that's just what i got so far after the heat and it settles a little bit, numb up that mouth a little bit. You know, now, maybe that's just a combination of the cigar with it. But man, this this stuff's really not that bad. Did they say what kind of barrel it tastes? Because I get like an oaky taste. It's a, a brandy barrel, actually. Oh, okay. So it's brandy. So you're probably gonna get a little softness, maybe a little bit of brandy's got some flavor because they, you know, brandy is usually a lot flavored. You're getting softer tones. It's grapes, right? It's a different type of grape, similar to like a cognac like that. Sure. Um, but you're getting a lot of softer notes, more sweeter notes. Not really getting a lot of sweetness and softness out of here because, like I said, it's pretty hot. We all, I agree with that. Um, you do have a nice brown, light brown color. It is very, uh, it's got some nice legs when you stir it around. It really sticks to the side of the glass. Um, so oh, yeah, maybe really a does. little bit of caramel, but um, it's really hot. Maybe I need a couple more sips, a couple more drags <sighs> of the smoke. And we'll see what other flavor we should get. But I think we should give this uh, Black and Cash Strength Volume 2 a good review. Just because, like I said, guys, I've looked a couple different sites. Cast Cartel, I'm on The Rob Report. There's a couple websites I've checked, and I can't find any tasting notes. And the only thing I got for price is that Volume 1 sells for around 70 bucks. So I'm not sure what Volume 2 or 3 sells for. I mean, maybe around proof, the same. you're going to imagine, maybe like... They're all around the same proof, actually. So, volume one is 122.85. The one we got is 122.09. And volume three is 122.3. So, very similar. So, I'm going to guess probably around the same price point. But, yeah. you know, it is it is a limited edition to note. This is a limited edition release. So. so, it's volume two? Volume two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean... Like, I definitely get what you say, like, give it a good review, not, like, score-wise, meaning, like, get in-depth yeah. of the flavors, so. Because uh, at first I was like, eh, we're not just giving it because we're a good review because we're the first people to talk about it. But, I mean, 
It is hot. <laughs> that is. It is actually pretty hard to find anything on this I, bottle. I have yeah. sur- I, all those sites that you're looking up. I've definitely clicked on all those links and sites, and I, there's nothing really on volume two. It'll take you maybe to volume one or like 2022 releases, but nothing on this 2023. Do we have any kind of mash bill or anything on this? N- thing? Nothing. It it did say. I'm, I'm feeling like this is definitely rye. So the one thing that I did pick up on is that it said. It used to come with a blend of rye and straight whiskeys. Now, that's what it used to be. It doesn't say anything about this right now. Hmm. So I don't know if they changed it up. It says it once. So the black and cash strength. So it was specific to certain states. It starts off with the same whiskey as the regular just blackened um, as the core expression. But then the blend of bourbon and rye. So I'm not sure how much bourbon, how much rye. I'm getting a lot of corn in here, so I don't know, man. It feels like a, either a hot, like, really strong corn in here or, a, like, heavy rye, like, over 20% rye. I'm not too sure, man. What was this? Uh, I'm on the the Black Insight. I'm trying to see if I can find it on here. I couldn't find it on the Black Insight either. I went there. So, volume two, mm-hmm. cash strength. It's just a tough find. I, like I said, we could be giving it a first review or something like that online. I don't know. We have to check out the YouTubes or something like that. But yeah, can't find too much. All I know is, you know what? I thought it was very gimmicky with the whole low hertz vibrations, the black noise from Metallica in the warehouse. Uh, I tried it a long time ago at the store I work at, and I just think even their regular production of this is is really surprising you for the bourbon that you're gonna get. Regular cost of the regular bottles like forty five bucks. Definitely worth it, I say. Is this the fifty five point three five percent? No, sixty one percent. So I'm Jesus. looking at this right now. Uh, yeah, type in like 20, 2023 volume two. It's tough. I can't find I anything. I don't know if this is like totally even out yet because they don't even they have volume one on their website. And so here's the retailers they have it at. Like uh, maybe look on Cast Cartel has this. Apparently, Cast Cartel should have it. Not volume two. I was on there already. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. They did kind of like a sell thing where one was a collect and one was a drink. So they sold it like a two pack. But that was on volume one. And that was probably 2022. But. I, I'm guessing that, like... It's pretty new, man. I wonder if it's either, like, just came out or, like, not officially out yet. Might have just, uh... Yeah, there's really not a lot. Dude, I'm starting to get that long finish now. I, oof. I agree with Gio. It first it started off... pretty good. Started it's off a good, little long. It's good, but it's, like, hot. Oh, you know? wait. What's it? The, the limited edition 2023? Could be. You know how you get that long finish, like Gio said... You feel it down like your esophagus, getting down to like your lungs and stuff like that. It started off that way, but the more you slip it, it slowly starts to move up so that the Kentucky hug isn't getting as harsh the more you sip it. And I am getting a little bit more caramel out of it. So that's what I like. I, it. Like I said, the, as far as notes, that's what I got caramel. And the notes on the cigar right away, I agree with you. I know you said Mexican San Andreas, Jerry. Um, a lot of chocolate, especially on my cold draw, like heavy, heavy, dark chocolate, which always is a nice taste. So. I'm liking the smoke so far, even though just a couple puffs into it, but not bad at all. All right. If this is the 2023 version, it just says limited edition 2023 tasting notes. I found on uh, actually Cast Cartel with some notes, but I'm not sure if this is the exact one. So it says on the nose, rolled oats, vanilla wafer, fig, maple sugar, and toff. Whatever the fuck that is. Toffee? (laughs) Toff. It just says T-O-F-F. I don't know what toffee. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Walnut, caramel, vanilla cream, finish, brown sugar, ancho chili, and cinnamon spice. 
Yeah, I don't know. Ancho chili. Was not expecting that. And <laughs> we don't want any chilies in our whiskey. I mean, they do make chili vodka, but I don't know about it's chili like Breaking whiskey. Bad. The secret ingredient in the methamphetamines: the chili pepper. <laughs> or at least that's what he tells Tuco. Do you believe that? You think he, that's a little insider baseball right there? You think he was telling the truth or just fucking around? He one hundred percent was fucking around. I mean, do you really make meth with chilies? I don't know. You might. You have to ask, I'm a, not, cook. I'm not to like ask a, a cooker. Yeah, I was going to say, let me ask a fucking uh, I mean, meth, meth maker. You guys come across any meth makers that you could ask? I saw a I meth know lab. A couple. I know a couple. There's a couple <laughs> meth labs that I can, I can literally point out daily. Yeah. Fuck. The, the one, they, they fucking, we were fucking uh, working, and they, they blew out their whole front window. You ever see, like, the big pane windows? Yeah. Blew it out, put a piece of, like, uh, plywood. plywood. Cut a hole out, and it was a vent that was just coming right like out. Like a and dryer like, vent. Yeah, like a dryer vent that would shoot like the the chemicals out. Nice. Yeah, like that. That's good for the neighborhood kids. I like that. There's children that live in the house. Oh, good for them too. This yeah. is what I'm saying about like uh like sometimes <laughs> I bring up CPS and shit, and like these kids, they're like, I'm gonna call my parent. I'm gonna call CPS on you, mom and dad. But like the the people at CPS, they don't even take the kids that live in meth labs. Yeah, like. You can't really hide that. <laughs> like you walk to the front, like to the front door, and there's a vent coming out. You're like, "Well, this is peculiar. This is not." I, I can assure you, there's no dryer on the other end of it. Yeah, like the best case scenario, you're hoping it's like one of those tube air conditioners, Mm-mm. but it ain't. It ain't. Mm-mm. Chief called. That ain't it. Yeah, chief called. That ain't it. Facts. What do you think, Caleb? That ain't it. Think it's a meth lab? It's probably meth lab. Probably. Hope so. Dude, I had a ride along yesterday. Did I tell you this? No. Yeah. I had some kid. He's a cop in Indiana. Interesting. Yeah. It was uh one of our one of our boys at work's buddy. Okay. And uh unfortunately he's not at work right now. So I got uh I got stuck giving a ride along last night. And I was thinking about like the movie ride along with like uh who is it, like Ice Cube and Will Ferrell? No, no, or Walmart. Kevin Hart. Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart, yes. Kevin Hart. Is it Kevin Hart and who? Ice, Ice Cube? Cube. Yeah, he got it right. Yeah, but I was gonna try and make it like an experiment, like an experience like that. It it was not. It was so fucking dead. I was like, <laughs> Jesus, dude, what a fucking night to have a ride along. Dude. I mean, at least he's like got like cop experience. So like, yeah. what, what is he taking the exam? <laughs> no, he's a cop in Indiana. He said he would never work in New York. Too liberal. He's like, I can actually make arrests in Indiana. You know, it's, he's not wrong. Like, we drove by Zaire. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, this guy, he'd be in jail. He's in a mental hospital. He would be in jail. Here are local crackheads. They treat him like fucking, uh, like, like some kind of, like, folk heroes. Like, like when they die, they, like, memorialize these they're fucking hood, crackheads. They're hood celebrities, man. Hood celebrities. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, like, you, you go I by. I will say, there's just some moments with him that. It's very entertaining, to say the least. I, I understand, and, and obviously, you you have he has some of those uh, catchphrases that just live rent free in your head. Yeah. What's your favorite catchphrase? I mean, I know what yours is. Yeah. You say, suck my dick. <laughs> that's that's my favorite catchphrase. For those who uh, just give a little context, this is a uh, uh, like a homeless crackhead that frequents our district in in uh, in the city, and he. I don't know, man. The guy is just really fucked up, man. He has some some severe problems, severe issues. But uh, just imagine being beyond help. 
Yeah, it's there's actually, no helping this person. Like, I think like our like whatever your local equivalent is of a uh, like mental health facility has straight up said he is beyond help. So, hypothetical situation here. You go, you offer him $5 million to never smoke crack again. Could he do it? No. No. Couldn't do it. No. $5 million. Unfortunately, that dude is too broken. Too far gone? Can you imagine the drugs he could buy with that $5 million? No, You're no, no. It, like, it is, it is stri- like, if you, you buy go any drugs, you, gotta go sober. you well, lose it. Nah, I'm saying this guy spends $5 million in drugs all at once. I mean, didn't he, <laughs> did he make it on a... One giant $5 million crack <laughs> rock. Just so, one purchase. So here's the messed up. I, I can't I remember if he made it on an album cover for one of the Black Soprano guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Claire did. So, yes, uh, the rap group from Buffalo, Black Soprano family, uh, they actually use the uh, local homeless you know, crackheads for their album covers. This I don't is, know this, how this is considered exploit, not exploitation. This goes back to what I just said. They make these people in like folk heroes. They like like they pretend that these people are like local celebrities. They're like just crackheads. They are literal menaces to society. And like they say, they're get they're compensated. Um, yeah, I I don't know for sure. Like it definitely seems like that, and I could be wrong. Like, but. I don't know. It seems like you're kind of like if bum fights is frowned upon. How is that not dude? For anybody that listened out, like is listening. Okay, this is a great opportunity. First, let me shout out uh, Cigar Hustler Podcast Network, the number one cigar podcast on Podbean. If you didn't watch fucking bum fights as a kid <laughs> or like a young adult, you really missed out, man, because that was some fucking good shit. These dudes were going around on YouTube. This is like OG YouTube. Bling, bling. There, there's like 60 videos on YouTube at this point. Like 25 of them are bum fights. It's incredible. Yeah, the one with bling, bling. Hey, I don't, the, can't remember any. I can't remember any of the characters. Uh, so here's the, how the characters. fucked up that was. Like, it, like, definitely like exploitation. So bling, bling, the crackhead was chained <laughs> like saw style. Oh, God. To a light post. Okay, like he had an ankle chain just out of reach. Like I'm talking like a tip of a finger. They take a dish and they put five crack rocks. And this dude is like, I don't know why I'm laughing, but it's so terrible. Like you see this dude's breaking down, like having such an anxiety attack. Like that's worse than saw. Holy cow. (laughs) Like it is. I was like. People profited off this. Like, well, didn't we'll he pay them? Because that guy went on Doctor Phil, and then he gave himself the Doctor Phil haircut and dressed up like him. And Doctor <laughs> Phil threw him off his show in like less than two minutes, which is a great <laughs> clip. If you ever watch it, by the way, it's hilarious. The guy who was filming the bum fights videos, he got called to be on the Doctor Phil show, shaved his head like Doctor Phil, dressed like him, and went on the show as Dr. Phil, and Dr. Phil wasn't having it, kicked yeah, him off. Look, and, like, if it's so a pretty, fast. look it up if you want to see the image, because he literally did the Dr. Phil mustache and everything, and then he's like, what? What? He goes, oh, it's okay for you to exploit people and not me, so I just wanted to look like you when you tried to exploit me. Jeez. <laughs> like, he fucking played Dr. And this Phil. is the bum fights guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened to the bum fights guy? Um, Canceled before canceling existed. 
So he would 100% be canceled right now. Absolutely. Or a TikTok superstar. Or tick, yeah, TikTok superstar. Yeah. Mm, Something like be. that. Like for content. We don't support him, <laughs> but I still enjoy his content. It's good stuff. <laughs> he was ahead of his time. He was, truly. Like, here's the thing if they were on HBO, it would be the most watched. It would be like the, the Ali G show. What about like a, like a Patreon or something, dude? Like, hey, fuck you. Tell you what. You could subscribe to my channel. Then they can't really do anything, right? If there's if there's an audience, right? If there's if there's long, if there's a market for it. I'm long, not saying it's right, but I mean, fuck, man. It, it's almost like capitalism. Like, I mean, people watch some really crazy shit on TV, maybe, right? Maybe pay your fighters. Like be like a whole Dana White thing of bum fights, you know? If you could pay your fighters. <laughs> it's like rough and rowdy. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, there you go. Yeah. Perfect example right there. Yeah. Barstool. Dave Portnoy, right? Yeah, all those. Dudes. Are they not like exploiting like low income crackheads and hillbillies and like whoever the fuck they can the West hype Virgi- up the West Virginia town folk that they always do fights out of West Virginia? That's what I'm saying, dude. Like they 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 advertise it well. They do great, yeah. great looking. Uh, okay, ring, ring, uh, girls. ring girls. I I figured out what happened to but so these started in like uh. Volume one, just so it was here, it was released in June of 2002. Mm-hmm. Sold 250,000 copies at $22 each. It's pretty successful. So there was a lawsuit because uh, so many people were complaining, and they uh, police departments were like investigating to see if any laws were broken from the people in the video, like recording and in the videos. So, bum fights made an agreement to not produce any more videos or distribute already made videos and then pay the three homeless men depicted in the videos under a settlement shortly before the lawsuit was going to go to trial. All right. So listen, I just did quick math over here. Okay. 250,000 people at $22 is $5.5 million. And this is in 2002. That that's like, that's like $30 million now. That's also just volume what's, volume one. There what's a hundred that release? Like think of like a hundred dollars today. What's a hundred dollars now? Like, bro, I can't leave the house and spend less than a hundred dollars. Probably like seventy five. So back in two thousand two, a hundred dollars probably like one hundred fifty bucks, if not more. I'm just saying, like, yeah. dude, do, was do, you ever, do you ever feel like you leave the house and you're just like, where did my money go? No, like you, you leave and you're like, you bought an energy drink, a snack, and like a cigar. And you're like, holy fuck, man, I just spent a hundred dollars. Yeah. Where the fuck did that go? I, I do. I agree with you. Hard times. Thanks a lot, Biden. Hundred dollars for everything. A tank of gas and like, uh, you know, like a, a coffee and a cigar is a hundred bucks. And we're only a quarter way into twenty twenty three. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's only getting worse, man. Not that we're getting super political. We usually don't get too political. Uh, you know, you, I'm sure you know you listeners out there can kind of tell which way we lean, but this shit's crazy now, man. Times but, is hard. But let's let's get back into bum fights for just two seconds. <laughs> you talked about volume one. I feel like five point five million essentially. I feel like I can work a title. We got blackened and bum fights. I kinda like it. And this was not planned. No, so I'm, no, I'm no, all no, about no, it. no. Bum fights and blackened. Yeah. And there's just this oh, here's the name for the four volumes. Oh god. <laughs> just these are the titles of the videos? Yes. Are these VHS? I it's two thousand two, so maybe some DVD. Yeah. Some DVD. These are ones that you'd be happy straight DVD, straight to DVD. <laughs> yeah. Bum fights volume one, a cause for concern. Bum fights volume two, bum life. 
Bum Fights Volume 3, the felony footage. The felony footage. Bum Fights Volume 4, Return of the Ruckus. These were 02, 03, 04, nothing in 05, and then one in 06. So uh, that's right around probably like our high school years right there, middle school, high school. I time. remember like somebody like, you remember have like your high schools had shit like locked down. You couldn't go on certain sites and yeah. shit like, but like some kid in our fucking school was smart as fuck. I think he might be dead now, truthfully. But he uh, he knew how to use like the proxies, so he yeah. could like override all of it and go in. And, like, dude, it was crazy. We were able to watch all this shit, and I'm like sitting in school watching fucking two homeless dudes beat the shit out of each other. Like, damn, bro, does it get any lower than that? And then I see people like Zaire running the streets, and I'm like, oh yeah, it definitely see, can get lower than that. You wonder. I wonder if like in today's world that might have like the opposite effect. Like, it might like scare kids not to do it. Like. Yeah. This is why you don't do drugs, kids. It should scare you not to be homeless and on drugs and fighting other bums. Like we as a it generation, scare you like straight millennials as a generation, like we had uh, some fucked up shit like throughout our. Do <laughs> you ever see that shirt floating around that says it's not an addiction until you suck dick for it? Yeah, yeah, that's how I envision crack users and like the old like heavy drug users. The the old Bob Saget clip out of uh, what was that movie with uh, the Dave Chappelle movie? Oh, oh uh, half baked. Yeah, there you yes, go. he does say that, right? Yep. He's like, you ever suck dick for <laughs> weed? Like, yeah, <laughs> something like that. I'm addicted to weed. He's like, weed. I'm addicted to coke. You ever suck dick for weed? Yeah, Cl- clip that. Something like that. <laughs> clip that. R.I.P. <laughs> clip that, Geo. R.I.P. I'm gonna take that as an out. I'm gonna make like a clip of all the weird things you guys say. I'm just gonna be like out of context, Geo. It's gonna be like Geo and Jerry saying like the most random shit, like five minutes long of it. Yeah, no, please don't do that. It'd be really although funny. it would be pretty funny. It'd be yeah. really funny. Yeah, Maybe like it. I'll work on it while you guys are at PCA, and I'll just like come up with like a five minute video montage. Like, this is the montage of just like <laughs> silly things you guys say. Me missing my friends. <laughs> Yeah, so I had to make a clip of all the random, like Jerry going, ugh. Maybe, um, I wish there was like actually, like if we were doing our homework and keeping up on it, if somebody did that, you could do like an hour long episode of just all of those, those moments. Just an, it's an hour long of us doing all that stupid shit. I do have some clips. I do. I'm just waiting for the right moment to piece them all together. Oh, man. I do have some, especially of you, Jerry. Jesus. Oh God! Thanks, man. Appreciate you hoarding all the good stuff. I keep it. I keep got all the good stuff stored in my hard drive. Yeah, got Boom Fights Volume Five. It's for when the, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's for it's for when the group chat gets released. I'm innocent. It's all Jerry. Oh. Oh. It Jesus. wasn't me. <laughs> Jesus, it wasn't me. Yo, I love those memes too. They're like, yo, me and the, it's like the the FBI and shit, like breaking down the doors, or like when the me and the homies group chat gets released, when it gets leaked. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Uh, just That's smash our funny. phones with a hammer when we die. Yeah, right? I don't think it works like that, bud. There's iCloud now. Oh, wow, oh yeah, damn. Cloud. Well, so, ironically, we were like briefly talking about 2023, and I think this will lead into our main topic. Uh, we're a quarter way through the year, and we were discussing what we should talk about, and I think, for our listeners, these are must-smoke cigars so far for 2023. And must drink whiskeys for 2023 so far. So, Jerry, I thought you said you had one already picked out, or did you want me to go first? Go ahead, dude. So, segue right into it, buddy. All right, I gotta think, man, because there's a lot of shit, dude. So so far, like I think I'm gonna keep it to where like it's shit that I've smoked this year. You know, for yeah, the first that's time. what I that's what I was sure. leaning towards. Sure. Uh so I picked 
the tap PCA 2023. I think I've right now smoked. I'm almost into cracking my box after I had like 12 Lucy's. That was the 22, bud. They, but they're the 2023 release. It, they came out in like. No one smoked them until 2023. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Maybe if you were lucky and you knew somebody, you, yeah, right. then you did. But yeah, I mean, they got released in 23, but they are definitely the PCA 2022. Well, that's what I'm going with. And we smoked it on the show in 23, and I smoked it for the first time in 2023. Limited quantities available. I mean, they're still out there, not dwindling down for sure, but you can find them. Some places have some Lucy's, but I think for the most part, you're going to have to get them by the box at this point. Sure. And I just really enjoyed that particular uh, blend, and it just was a very, very good smoke. It's a cigar that Every time I smoked it, I went down to the nub, like just really, really appreciated what they did with it. So you bring that cigar up and uh, it's ironic. I just smoked that cigar the other day. Exactly. I went in, I just, I popped it out of the box. I'm like, dude, I really want a really good cigar right now. And and ironically, that was the cigar I went for. So I kind of agree with you on that, man. That's a great cigar. But uh, you know what cigar I just smoked for the first time that I absolutely really love? Actually, there's two. And obviously they kind of... They're like yearly releases, but they're really, really good, dude. Um, I just started, and this is not like, you know, this is just like me waking up to this brand, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of slept on this brand. I smoke like a specific couple cigars, but for me, this is like the year Aroma Craft, dude. Uh, I, I started really getting into like the the Neanderthal, the Cro-Magnon, the Accutane. They're fucking awesome cigars, dude, but... A cigar that I recently just smoked for the first time was the Sabretooth, which I thought was really good. I So good, I thought, well, fuck it, man. I'm going to pick up a box. So I pick up a box of those. Great fucking cigar. Uh, and another one that comes out with it, the Black Irish. The last three nights I've smoked the Black Irish. And I'm going to tell you, this thing is fucking fire. And it's kind of ironic because I am a big hater of Candela. But just this blend... Dude, it's fantastic. It almost reminds me kind of like uh, if you've ever smoked any of like the Roma Craft Craft Pack, like the Craft 21, the Craft 22. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, that was like the birth of the crafts. Oh, well, that's so good. like the Black Irish was like one of the, you know, like the birth, like one of the birthing points of that particular line and that release every year. So that's a cigar that if anybody's listening, if you've not already had that cigar or you have had it, do yourself a favor if you got one tucked away in your hum- humidor somewhere. Dude, it's such a great cigar. Smoke that bitch, man. That thing is... They're Both of them are awesome. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of them tucked away. I've just been... I've hoarded a lot of my Roma Craft stuff. Like, I buy it and I just save it, and then, like, I'll look in my, like, little cool. I'm like, oh, wow, it's been a while. I should probably just grab one of those. Uh, honorable mention, probably I'd go with, like, the Pastelito. Okay. Small size, quick smoke... Don't really have to worry about, you know, not getting through it. And I don't know if they're out yet, but when they do come out for the general public, I am buying a box of those Aramis by Bosphorus. I loved that fucking cigar when Jake gave it to us. So those are my, I, I know I went with two crown heads there. But that Aramis, when they are in stores, and they have to be coming out soon, I think you, they're did already he, Did he mention PCA? Was that something they were going to do a PCA, or did he say that they were going to release that? Uh, 
obviously we know that John Huber's been yeah, they teasing this the new line. Of it, but uh so the Aramis isn't a PCA release, it's just gonna be another uh line of Osgander family cigars. Uh it's gonna be regularly produced. That's just they came out because they had the Bosphorus. Uh I can't remember what the other one's name is, but it's got like a thinner band and it's a larger size. Uh, but the Aramis, man, that was a great smoke. Like, I just can't wait to be able to grab that. Like, I really enjoyed that. Now, as far as what they got for PCA cooking up, that was what they were saying was going to be, like, comparable to the Mil Diaz in terms of a core line. Like, apparently it's supposed to be the absolute truth. And, like, uh, John Huber in a post when he was talking about that, he's like, I was about to smoke my last of the pre-release of Unbanded, and I decided not to just because I wanted to save it. Like, he's like, I love this cigar so much. Like, and he doesn't do that with all of his cigars. So, like, I think it's going to be really, really special what they're putting out. I, I agree with you, man. I, I'm excited for it. Uh, obviously, we know uh, just in the last two years, man, Crownheads, they haven't, really, it. they haven't missed, man. They're, yeah. they're hitting, dude. And, uh, you know, if you if that's a brand that you're you know not familiar with or you don't really smoke a lot, obviously everybody has their favorite brand. But right. don't sleep on that man because it's a fucking great brand. John Huber, all them guys over at fucking Crownheads, they know exactly what they're doing, man. Yeah. Uh, everything they put out has been gold lately. So for sure, definitely get out there and try some of that. And stuff. I mean, Roma Craft has some stuff coming in the pipeline too. Yeah, um, the Volstead. I. The Volstead uh, Whiskey Rebellion, I think it's a 1920 or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. They just released to another uh, a Corona size of the Intemperance. Mm-hmm. So that'll be. I tried that. I think it was a different one, though. I don't. It was the lighter of the two. I, we smoke too many damn cigars. Sometimes it's just hard to remember names. Um, now, obviously, and then we, you know, Mike, we're still waiting on this, but we want to try these goddamn Broadleafs. Yeah, the broadleaf or that uh, new Corona Gordo. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, we'd like to review some Pestania products here. Yeah, right. You think we knew a guy, right? <laughs> you know, it's like we're on this thing called Cigar Hustler Podcast Network. The K- number shots. one podcast. On- shots. Caleb, what about you, buddy? Any Anything you're looking forward well, to actually, this year or anything you have smoked this year? Well, actually, I just want to make sure Mike and Mike have drank the bottle of Clonakilty that I sent them. So I want to make sure they drank that, you know. So yeah. guys, let us know what you think about that. Unless you're keeping it as a keepsake or a trophy. But uh, for me, cigars that I'm looking forward to and one that I like, um, it's a brand we've done on the show, uh, Cavalier Genevieve. Uh, anything that they put out new, I'm always looking forward to trying it. I enjoy seeing them in a lot more shops now. Um, but the line that they just put out at TPE earlier in 2023, the Trace de la Quentes, uh, I smoked all three, so they have three different sizes and three different blends. You got a Connecticut, a Habano, and a Maduro. They're all fantastic. Um, it's relatively kind of a cheaper cigar, around ten bucks for each thick, and they're all great. I gave one away in our April giveaway. Um, it's just a great smoke. So anything they come up with, I'm looking forward to. That's so funny, dude. Caleb's like a closet smoker, dude. Like you know, you never really hear too much about like, oh, here guys, I just smoked this. It's really good. Caleb, like. I don't even know when you smoke. I take like some pictures. I just don't really post them or I put them on my story or sometimes, you know, I, I have pictures. I just haven't been posting in a little bit. I don't, I've been, been busy, busy couple days, busy couple weeks. 
A lot of things happen in the Suzak family. Well, I smoked all three, all three blends. He he was prepared for this. Like we here we are thinking like he was going to struggle with something. He's like, actually, you know, it comes in this, this. It's got this type of blend. Um, it's relatively inexpensive. You guys should definitely try it. It's a regular core line. This guy was more prepared than me. Yeah. You know another cigar I just smoked recently that I thought was really awesome, Caleb. I I kind of told you that I was picking a few of these up while I was oh, out in yeah. uh, out in uh, on the res. Tax free, baby. You gotta fucking love it. Tax but free. uh fuck, man. Oh foundation cigars. Well, yeah, yeah it's foundation. Fun, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, oh my god, bro, you really don't know how shitty you have it until you go and see what a, a cigar should cost. Dude, Tax it's free. fucking crazy. Ten dollars, eight dollars, nine dollars a cigar. For stuff I'm paying like you know, not me, but you pay fifteen in the shop in New York. So bet, yeah. yes, the cigar that I'm talking about though is the uh the Tabernacle uh, Goliath. Yeah. Uh, or the David. I, I did the uh, Connecticut and I did the Broadleaf, and both were fucking fantastic. Yeah, great smokes. Love, they I, are so good. Did a couple on the After Her. Uh, they're great smokes. The I, Tabernacle? I, yeah, the Red Band. The Havana. It's like the Havana Seed. I don't even know when. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the Red Band's yeah, the, the Red Connecticut. Band. Yeah. And the Black Label is the Broadleaf. Mm-hmm. No, or like, Flip Flop. I, I like the Red one better. Okay. Yeah. Well, I did. I know we we're only. They ta- are really good, though. I know we we're only talking about like one cigar each that we're looking forward to, or should be on our list for 2023. But I did have anything foundation cigars putting out for the summer. Anything new? That was something else I'm looking forward to smoking. Another brand on the up and up. Sure. I mean, yeah. What they they did the Senator, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fucking phenomenal smoke, too. dude. I'm telling you, don't sleep on that Tabernacle <laughs> either, man. They're fucking I, awesome. I was trying to get a couple more of those Senators. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Reaching that big wall, big guy. Buy that box. Buy that yeah. box, yeah. dog. You could put it in your uh, yeah. little shot. Yeah, I put, mean, put your fucking tomb in the background. Maybe I should just ask someone to buy the box. <laughs> Go the cheaper route. Yeah. Shiesty with it. Yeah. Also, another thing I'm looking forward to smoke is uh, whatever you guys bring me back from PCA. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I had written down as well. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, man, you're, you're not wrong, buddy. And you know we're going to take care of you because obviously... Yeah, last year you uh, came through with some treats. So. Well, the big the big push this year is going to... I mean, it's going to be like you're there. Uh, obviously, if people are going to give us stuff to review and you know people want us to review their stuff on the network... They're gonna have to give us three, dude. You can't. You can't just give us. Yeah. Uh, you can't just give us one or two. You know, you're gonna have to give us three. We don't just review one cigar. I'll just give you a bag, and we can put my name on it, and just like have people be like, "Oh, he's the funny guy at the show." Yeah, well, it's awesome one. Here, guys. But uh, here, <laughs> try that one. Well, how's it taste to you? Puff, just, puff, pass, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, right. It's like I, what? I'm surprised. I'm. Not, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. No, no. I'm kidding. No, not at all, dude. Not at all. But yeah, man, now that we covered a few cigars, dude, um, like I said, there's a lot of great stuff coming out. There's a lot of stuff that came out that's really good that's already out. Yeah. Uh, Just make sure you guys are going, supporting these brick and mortar stores that are near you, and make sure you guys are talking to your tobacconists. Take some recommendations, man. These guys know what they're doing, man. They've been in business for a long time, some of them, some of them, even the new ones. You know, these guys, they still know what they're talking about. These guys got to go and test these products out. They, they smoke these products before they bring them in. Most places don't just get a cigar line and never try any of it. You know, these these tobacconists, they, they stand behind their products. So make sure you guys are going to support them. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And obviously, we're talking about the new stuff. And this doesn't shy away from, like, the core line products either. Like, the core line is what keeps cigar shops in business. It's like... 
your everyday smoke. I could talk about PCA releases, TAA releases, limited editions, you know, but those aren't around all the time. And, you know, a Fuente, you know, that's $10 is going to be, might be your go-to. Drew Estate, all these great companies that like, there's so many things that you could just smoke and enjoy. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that being said, Caleb, should we get into some scar and whiskey news? Yeah. Uh, wait. Before we did that, do we want to go in any whiskeys we were looking forward to? Because we did the cigar. Any? Did you guys come up with any whiskeys you're looking forward to? Dude, I did not. That's gonna be. One I can for bring you that up it. in the whiskey news because I got uh, like a hot hot six list. Ooh, hot six, hot six. Well, because I catered okay. a couple to your guys' specific wow. likes. A, a hot right. six. That sounds like a describing a girl he went home with and fucking. When he was 22, <laughs> drunk at the bar. Hey, She uh, was a hot six, Yeah, dude. it was 20 beers deep, man. She was a hot six. Hey, a hot six is better than a cold four, so. All right. Cold four sounds like you're a necrophiliac, buddy. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. Hey, you add them both together, it's still 10. Uh, all right, anyways, yeah, let's right. get into your little news segment here, before, buddy. Wait, before you do that, can we get him a bra for that? Like, you yeah, need a bra? You, you can get me a bra. bra. Yeah. Like, you, you talked about a threesome <sighs> with a fucking dead four. All right, listen, we got Potentially. Uh, we got two new segments we're going to be introducing tonight, obviously. We're going to start doing some news, just cigar and whiskey news every week. So bear with us. This is our first run at it. Caleb, what do we got here, buddy? All right, guys, this is the news with Caleb, or Caleb knows things and or stuff. Um, up first, we have to talk about it. Uh, a fire that destroyed the Fuente Tobacco Warehouse out of uh, the Dominican. So Fuente lost nearly one million pounds of aged tobacco leaf in this fire. Um, I believe it happened last Wednesday out of the warehouse of Villa Gonzalez in the Dominican Republic. Uh, no one was injured except for, like I said, about a million pounds of aged tobacco. So thankfully no one died, but total loss of product. So me and Gio actually talked about this when it was fresh. We're sitting, having a discussion about it, and and maybe it was you too. I no, sent, you, I sent you guys a link of the article. You you like actually were the one that said this. So me me and Geo talked about it a little bit. We just touched on it. We were like, oh man, that's terrible. But Caleb was like, oh, I got this great conspiracy, man. Maybe they burned it down on purpose so they could fucking up the prices on their fucking limited cigars and have a new limited cigar. And it got me thinking because this happened before at the Fuente factory when they came out with their Angel Share cigar. So I don't know, man. Well, I'm not saying that they're they're going around burning down their factories. That goddamn but <laughs> well, um, last year what wasn't last year a hurricane that destroyed some crop? So yeah. last year was a hurricane. This year it's a fire. I don't know, man. I don't want to put on the conspiracy hat, but is something happening? Yeah, mm. I mean, the overall effects is like we. I don't know what crops this was used for like does it say if it was for opus or so um a lot of the tobacco was actually from chateau de la fuente which is where uh they get their tobacco wrappers for the opus x cigars so some is opus x cigars so So those are going to be harder to get this year again (laughs) so they actually did come uh fuente did come out and uh release a statement saying it should not affect production oh okay well that's beautiful i mean I, For any of our Fuente fans out there, yeah. it should not affect any kind of production. Well, the thing, though, too, is like these, you know, Fuente doesn't just make Fuente cigars at his factory. I know, uh, was it Diamond Crown makes their, uh, 
God, I'm drawing a blank on factories or cigars made out of the Fuente factory, but like the Julius Caesar diamond crown is definitely made out of the Fuente factory for sure. Um, and it could make those availabilities a little bit tougher. Hey guys, sorry. We got to put our product first. Right. So like, yeah, it might not affect Fuente, but it might affect these sub brands that, you know, construct in there. And obviously we know, um, by the time this airs, I know Michael probably went into depth on this on an episode of their show. So if you guys really, you know, are more interested, go give that a listen and they'll be able to give you the true like industry insider version of it. But just a shame because Fuente makes such wonderful products. They really do. And that really is. It's it's a tough industry, man. Yeah, it is. It's a tough industry. And Carlito is just a very, very like respected man. And like he from what I've saw. He just seems like a very happy guy, like loves, you know, what he does and the passion is there. So you don't want to see anyone's business suffer and like, not that it's going to break Carlito Fuente by any means, but the people that enjoy his products are just going to, might have a tougher time getting to them. All right. So I'm going to kick it back to some whiskey news now, because we talked about, touched on that a little bit. So we have some upcoming hot releases for whiskey. So this one, it's been around, but I know it's one that, you know, if you've listened to us, uh, we've had Jeff Travis on. So we have the Old Elk Straight Rye Whiskey in the Rum Cask Finish. Um, It's been out, uh, but it's getting a lot of popular. Should be something to look forward to this summer. I just wanted to cater that towards us. I actually saw it. It's out already. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to cater that towards us three and our listeners since we've had Jeff on. So shout out to Jeff. But um, I have one that's kind of new and exciting and i wanted to give a shout out to geo for this one. Oh boy so we have wayward spirit spelled w-h-e-y oh god it's, it's like a, a way ski so it is a uh a company that makes sustainable distilled spirits from whey the liquid left over from curdling and straining of milk so you got your protein whiskey so you know geo's gonna get his gains in even when he's drinking that is going to be so <laughs> ridiculous. And there also is another brand of that, too. It is called um, Heartstone. And uh, their whiskey is actually super expensive. It's like $300 for a $750. Why? I, like, I don't know. Why. I don't know. Think of how much a tub of fucking whey protein costs nowadays, <laughs> dude. Holy fuck. Yeah, uh, I mean, Ghost is like 70 bucks. Ghost protein 70 bucks. It's like 45, and that's for like the little tub. Jeez. Uh, I'm grabbing like the five pounder. Oh, yeah. all right. All by right. bulk, bro. Well, here, here On we a go. bulk, by bulk. <laughs> here we go. We got one for uh, Jerry right here. So we have Heaven Hill 20 year old Kentucky corn whiskey. So this is coming out of Heaven Hill. It's a limited release 2023. Um, similar to like how Malo corn makes their whiskey. Uh, obviously, this is aged 20 years. It's 20% corn, 12% malted barley, 8% rye, 20 years, and it is uh, 115 proof, and it's going for about 290 bucks. I know it's a little bit on the expensive side, but I figured something uh, worth chasing, chasing after for you. It comes in a nice box as well. So look forward to seeing that. Dude, corn whiskey is... So good. It's so sweet. It's I like dude, it. It is delicious. We tasted that one at Penelope. I that, like besides the one that we chose, I like the one that was ninety nine percent corn. I that was my next choice. Corn makes whiskey. <laughs> whiskey makes corn. Does it? <laughs> whiskey makes corn. <laughs> uh another one, uh a, another brand that I've kind of grown to like more. We did it once on the show. 
Heaven's Door, but their bootleg series. So this is volume four. Um, so it's Bob Dylan's whiskey. Uh, it's a weeded bourbon. And now they are finishing it in Islay Scotch cask. So, you know, it's going for around $500. Uh, should be coming out pretty soon. So Gotta say, I don't know how say? I feel about, like, all these fucking celebrity-backed brands. Um, who did the the one that was, like, aged on the road? Brad Paisley or something like that? Yep. Yep. Uh, what's it called? The highway. Yeah, the highway. Yeah, there you go. And like a hundred dollar bottle. Yeah, it's a hundred dollars for something that just went on tour with them. We don't know anything. Like, like who the fuck knows? Uh, I don't know, dude. I I kind of feel the same way about like Jeffersons. Like, oh, it's aged on a ship in the new in New York. It's on a fucking <laughs> the New York edition. Yeah, like what? The New York edition for a hundred bucks. Um, I don't know, dude. I just feel like. <laughs> You're throwing some whiskey barrels on a fucking tour bus, and then all of a sudden it, got, it's a hundred dollars. You got room for whiskey barrels on a tour bus? No, my guess is like fit. there's like a semi or something that like follows them around. How how corny of an idea! Like literally, it's corny. Um, also, we got uh, Whistlepig the Beholden, twenty one year old North American single malt. It's going for about sixteen hundred dollars. So, I, yeah, sixteen hundred. So I'll take three. Yeah, exactly. It's affordable. Yeah, it's affordable for most budgets, 1600 To be known, this is also not made fully in America. This is made out of an undisclosed Canadian distillery and then aged in American oak at the Whistlepig factory. Yeah, it, yeah like a, it could be. Sounds like a couple greedy pigs at Whistlepig. Hey, I like that. I like how you did that there. Um, One last one. Uh, Might be for all of us. Maybe potentially Geo the most. It's Glenn Fittich, Grand Yakuza. It's going for... 20- Japanese scotch? Yakuza? Japanese scotch. No, it's a Japanese scotch. It's 29 years aged. Uh, coming out... Should be coming out right now in the springtime. Um, it's with some rare Japanese Aurormi cask. Um, so it's going to have that cherry blossom taste to it. Uh, Those nice Japanese floral notes exactly. that GL loves so much. Hey, listen. They always pair well with a cigar. They do. They do. Like, I don't think we've ever done a Japanese whiskey. I was like, man, this this does not pair good. But I we have done whiskeys and bourbons that are maybe don't match up to the cigars or or overpower our cigars. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're definitely spot on on that. Yeah, I mean that's I I obviously drink a lot of whiskey when I smoke cigars, and I think that's what's really steered me towards that is they just somehow enhance each other's flavor very well. And the most affordable bottle Caleb mentioned is probably the five hundred dollar bottle by what the the Bob Dylan one. No, the Heaven Hill twenty year old corn two ninety. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all actually, right, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. you know what? The old elk, the the rum. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Yep. So yeah, we're but, gonna have to do that. Yeah, you know what? We gotta we gotta see if we can get in touch with Jeff. I'll just save the most expensive one for last. So we have Highland Park fifty year old Scotch. It is the two hundred twenty fifth anniversary bottle. Going for forty-seven thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Should we get that on the show to review? <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, send Highland it to Park, us. Yeah. Yeah. Send it to us. All right. We'll, we'll review it. I went a little long with the news there, but here is some interesting news I also found. So tequila has passed whiskey in sales for the first time ever in 2023, making it the number two most popular drink behind vodka and making whiskey number three. Oh shit, Jerry's about to start fucking. I can't believe tequila. it, dude. I can't believe it. Dave Portnoy said it was gonna be the summer of tequila. 
I, did say it. They got the high noon tequila seltzers now, which are actually pretty well, good. You know, um, too, Brett, uh, when BBE talked about that, he's like, he goes, yo, mezcal is getting really popular. He did. He called this a year ago. Yeah. And well, good. maybe like some of this good stuff from like Buffalo Trace will drop in price and not be allocated. So also in another yeah, article, right. so also another article says tequila, it could, it's growing in such popularity. It might overtake vodka as well as America's favorite liquor this year. So remains to be seen what will happen for the rest of the year. Why don't you pass over that blackened for me, buddy? It's so interesting with when it comes to tequila, too, because there's obviously a ton of, like, celebrities that have gotten into the tequila game. Like, The Rock has his, Clooney with uh, Casamigos. Uh, it seems like it's... Kevin Hart has a tequila. Fergie has one. Oh, God. Hey, Fergie's is it f- am- Fergalicious? I wish it was, but she's got one, too. I feel like that would actually probably <laughs> be, like, she has to call it that. Fergalicious death. <laughs> All right, and the last story. Make the boys go crazy. The last story. <laughs> Tequila, make them boys go loco. For Caleb's, Caleb knows things, is Aaron B's top summer destination is a whiskey lover's mecca. It's Louisville, Kentucky. Wait, the wait. number one Airbnb oh, travel okay. destination for summer 2023. So it's really funny because uh, we were actually just trying to plan a trip to uh, Louisville to, to do a little of the bourbon trail this summer, or what, this fall? Yeah. In October. Around Halloween, yeah. Yeah, dude, for your birthday. So you got um, you got some of the most famous distilleries on the bourbon trail. You got Michter's, Evan Williams, Old Forster, Rabbit Hole, uh, Maker's Mark, Heaven Hill, Four Roses, and then, dude, there's... Peerless. So, yeah. There, Rabbit and, Hole. And then all the local bars around, yep. too. So. Castle and Keys over there, ain't it? No. Oh. No, no, that's like near Frankfurt. So, yeah. It's that's the just like the strip. It's uh, it's number one on the list for 2023 summer destination. Dude, the best part of Louisville, I know I may have mentioned this before, when we were there, we were talking to some guy. They have like these scooters you can rent, right? They're just laying everywhere. The birds? Yeah, the birds. Yeah, those were all over Tampa. Yeah. So the birds are everywhere, and they're like, yeah, we have a real issue with them. People keep driving them into the Ohio River. <laughs> what asshole? Yeah, they just drive them into the river, and they just drive away. I remember. Or just I walk we, away. Didn't we talk about that? Yeah, I said I brought there? it up before. It, like, First off, how does that not get billed to your credit card? Like, There's literally a track of who had it last. Yeah, you would think. Right? But if you have a prepaid. Mm. I mean, I guess like, like some some asshole, just fucking, or, or or your chime card, or or, just, or or what's the other one that uh the cash app? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like that just seems people are assholes. Like, why would you do that? They unless you just, you, unless you're going off a ramp doing some sort of extreme stunt with your bird scooter, <laughs> there's no need to throw those in the river, bro. I don't even understand because once you got to a certain point near the river, they kick off. They're like on a. They have like a, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like there's some kind of invisible fence. Like, like a if, dog you, fence. If, if you cross it, the, the scooter kicks off. And, and if you're near like, uh, if, you, if you're going down toward near like the, uh, the Ohio River and you're trying to check some of the stuff down there and you're like, uh, like the, there's some shops and shit down there. As soon as you get over there, the shit starts like going in and out. You got to find like that sweet spot so it doesn't kick off on you. Yeah. Cause I'm going to tell you, they're kind of heavy and they're really annoying to walk. They go pretty fast, though. I definitely like riding a bird scooter. Dude, they're fun. Have done so in, like, uh, San Diego and in Austin, Texas. Loads of fun. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Enjoy those. They go pretty fast, so they're like be careful. Ju- uh, maybe a tad less expensive than, like, an Uber, but they're a million times more fun. Like, you'd rather just ride the one mile. Dude, I... It's fun. I took a... We took a bird scooter from 
where we stayed at our Airbnb in Austin, and we took it for miles till we went to the Austin Springs where you could like dive in and take a dip in their spring pools. It was like almost across the city, and it was such a fun ride. I, I think that'll conclude Caleb's news, or Caleb knows things, but, you know, stay tuned for more. Perfect. Back next Wednesday. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, this goes into our new weekly segment. All right. We we jokingly talked <laughs> about doing this for a while back. My reach I'm... is not good. <laughs> <laughs> and we the decided shirt. to do Caleb versus a random animal. So we're going to bring it up. The The first fight night is going to be uh, Caleb versus an ostrich. Could Caleb beat this animal? Let's find out. <laughs> So we have Caleb coming in, age 31, 5'7", 175 pounds. His reach is not good. Uh, the ostrich is 6 years old. His height is 7 half feet tall, 275 pounds, and his reach is 31.4 inches on his neck. Could Caleb beat up an ostrich? What do you think? Oh, my God. This thing's got so, 100 pounds on me. So there's also some interesting two facts. Feet. Ostriches can run up to 43 miles an hour. Oh, it's chasing me down. <laughs> dude. This thing's chasing me down. So I'm, I'm just kind of curious, dude. Like, Caleb. They're they're angry animals. What do you think? All right, so this is like a bare knuckle fight? Yes. No, you, you, no weapons? No weapons, no, dude. Off. It's like it's like beak. Like this thing can just peck you and, and run and trample you and stomp yeah. you. And like they run like 40 miles an hour. Could you beat up an ostrich? All right. I'm going to say I get one lucky shot. I get close enough to this ostrich. I grab and break its neck. That is my maybe one and only shot. <laughs> Unless Caleb um, puts him in a guillotine <laughs> and snaps his. Unless the only other Caleb option. Caleb by submission. <laughs> the only other option I see is if I like break one of its legs and it's down. Okay. So uh, it's either a broken leg, and I don't know how I don't know how strong ostrich bones are. It might take a while, but I'm guessing my best chance is just to go at the neck and try to snap it. Probably okay. it has a really strong neck, though. Ostrich necks, I'm going to. Probably strong. So. Apparently, this is a common thing. They've been attacked. They attack people. Uh, this is going to be... We, Jerry was kind enough to find some clips of ostriches doing their thing. Uh, man, I just... I, I wasn't... I'm not going to play any of the volume or anything with the video, dude, just because I feel like it's a pain in the ass for the listeners, but I just kind of want to show like what these fucking things are capable of. Caleb, I want to just throw this out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a fucking chance... If you saw this thing coming at you, dude, oh. bro, I no, no, yeah, yeah, I bro, like that. I don't look at that ground oh, and it pound. Like, it like sat on him. I, yeah, I don't think that you could beat the ostrich up. I'm serious. I'm not trying to be funny. No, here, dude. I would need a weapon. But like, yeah. look oh. what this thing can do, bro. Look, it just attacks this dude and boom, and bro. It sat oh on him. my yeah. god, bro, Caleb. I I think you would yeah. run from it truthfully. Yeah, you, but you, it would catch me. It runs 43 miles an hour. I think we catch me. You you got TKO'd by the ostrich. Yeah, I, it, it, it like sat on the guy. Look at this guy had to cheat and he grab a stick. Yeah. Like he grabbed this big ass branch. They're all laughing about it. I mean, it is kind of funny, but dude, Caleb, I just oh, dude, oh, here yeah. it is, the slow mo, dude. Oh, dude, and that dude's bigger than you. Yeah, that guy's got some. That's weight. that guy's like at least equal weight. What do you think, buddy? Think you got a shot? Uh, I it's less than ten percent, and that's only if I grab its neck. So and, you got a uh, puncher's chance? <laughs> yeah, it's less than ten percent. I gotta, I gotta grab and snap its neck real quick, or else I'm done. I'm done for. 
every yeah. time. If I'm betting money on this, I'm going to take the ostrich. <laughs> take the ostrich. What are the odds you're giving the ostrich? The ostrich is what? Like minus 300. You like the easily. shirt? I do. The get cut, get butt shirt. That's an old pick. Oh, I did some digging. <laughs> My wife made me throw out that shirt. She says inappropriate to wear around the girls. Ah, oh, that's <laughs> lame, dude. But yes, this, I really uh, love that shirt, by the way. This uh, we've put together a tale of the tape for DTH Fight Night One here. So every week, for the foreseeable future, we're gonna probably bring this segment back. Could Caleb beat up this animal? Caleb, uh, if you don't know, is a you know. He, he's five seven. I'm trapped inside the body of a 14 year old male. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Caleb, he's vertically challenged. Uh, he does he does work out, but uh, I think it's going to be real funny because uh, Geo and I had some great ideas for for you know future animals and yeah the the way it's decided. I'm sure if we come across something really <laughs> good, we'll do it here. But we're not going to pick anything crazy like a lion where it's just, you know, not even fair. It's got to be a slim chance, yeah. You know, we uh I found some random like animal generator and just kind of went until I found this and I was like an ostrich. This this is perfect. Dude, what I thought was really crazy is some of the facts that we were able to dig up on them, like the fact that they can run 40 miles an hour, the fact that they can get up to 9 foot 2 and weigh up to 300 pounds. And they live nah. 40 years. Uh, yeah, I'm I guess maybe the only other chance I get is if I fight a really young baby ostrich or like <laughs> an old an old elderly ostrich who isn't going to want to move much. You're, you're not going to fight a prime ostrich. No. Well, this no. one's six. Like. Oh, that one would kick my ass. Yeah, that would. Kick. He he was six yeah. years old and he's yeah. seven five and two hundred and seventy five kick, pounds. My, kicking my ass. So this is a prime ostrich we gave. you. I here. said like, I need a lucky shot to the neck. That's it. Um, guys, let us know if you think. I could take on an ostrich. Give us a percentage chance in the comments. So please comment on YouTube, wherever you can. Just let, let us know if Caleb could beat an ostrich. And I, I need that picture. And I need the picture for every week when we do this. I need oh, it. dude, I, I, I think yeah. what we're going to do is we'll make sure that this is on the TikTok it weekly. It has to be. Uh, it's <laughs> Kate, uh, on the Caleb vs. Animal series. Not that we condone animal violence, but this is oh, no, hypothetically. This, this animal... For the most part, it's probably whooping your ass. Yeah, so we're never really going to give you like a bunny rabbit or like a, a turtle. A, a turtle. Yeah, like a cat or something like what that. What if it's a snapping turtle, though? I, I feel like you still got it, dude. I, I mean, yeah. Probably just throw it in the street and let a car run over it. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, any animal you can sneak up behind and grab and it can't get you, it's not really a fair advantage. Yeah. Yeah. This thing is going to be a fighter. Oh, all right. Here's here's They're aggressive. They're assholes. All right. Before we move on, I have one more thing. You know how, like, if ostriches get scared, they bury their head in the ground? Okay. I got to scare this ostrich so its head goes in the ground, and that's where I snap its neck. Like a twig where you kick it. That's, that's okay. What I do. So, I do. all right. PETA just, has <laughs> entered the chat. <laughs> Did you see, like, these things, like, flaring? Like, when oh, the yeah. wings go out? Like... That would scare me. <laughs> you know what, though? By you the... know what we should do. <laughs> We should do like a behind the scenes and take Caleb to like a petting zoo. <laughs> no, I, I and then you could stand next to the ostrich. I gotta say though, on the slim chances that I do win a fight against an ostrich, if you ever cook and get an ostrich egg, you got some good protein right there. Would you eat an ostrich egg? Oh hell yeah! yeah. But you won't yeah. eat mustard. Fuck no. Oh wait, hold on. What if the ostrich is covered in mustard? I'm 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 just gonna like <laughs> I'm gonna climb the highest tree. If it's got mustard on it, I'm out. Can you climb trees? If I can, you know, can't climb every tree. You got to find a good low enough branch. I, would, if the if it was a mustard covered ostrich, would you cry if it was attacking you? Oh yeah, I'd, I'd definitely cry. I definitely would cry for sure. 
Well, that was great. I, I'm really glad that we're incorporating this into the show now. Uh, we said to, a couple weeks ago that we were going to start incorporating it, and uh, Gio and I decided it's you know time. How big of a pain in the ass, though, making a tail of the tape is. It's time. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot easier now that we have it done. Yeah, I have crap. the template now. It's going to be real easy. Oh, that was. I want to get Caleb though. We got to get a picture of Caleb in fighting stance. Like, I actually would prefer it to be shirtless too, so it looks <laughs> like he would be fighting, like the 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 beer belly, the whiskey <laughs> belly. <laughs> I was gonna say now I got to get in, like prime fighting shape for this picture. Cause... You got you got to like go on a cut for want... your for your one fighting like, picture. I don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah, I got to do it just for the photo. <laughs> well, what was it? Uh... How much you weigh? About one seventy five. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, I fucking was yeah. spot on, dude. So the... a little hefty, a little hefty right now. <laughs> Dude, so originally I was gonna like try and Photoshop his like head on like the crying Rocky photo, but I I liked that picture better. I think it was uh, encapsulizes who Caleb is more. I just think it's funny because he looks like such a fucking douche in the picture, <laughs> and it's just like Caleb. Like, wait till you guys see this on the YouTube, and if you uh, follow the fucking Instagram, you'll be able to see it there too. Uh, that probably wh- was my douchebag phase when I was wearing that shirt a lot. Bro, you have some hilarious photos back then. I Are was, you looking through my Instagram? That's Just exactly where I pulled that from. Uh, yeah, that was my uh, me and my brother were fishing down in Florida. Yeah, I remember. I know exactly where that's from. <laughs> yeah, and once I found it, I was like, oh, this is gonna be really easy to separate the background. And <laughs> all right, I like it. Uh, great segment, by the way. I'm I'm thankful for this. This is awesome. I'm glad Gio and I uh, decided to to fire shots at that one. It's going to be fun. Hope you guys like that out there. Hope you guys like that. Please comment. We we got to know. I want to, like I said, get Bruce Buffer, pay him to do like a cameo, and just like read out your fucking info. Fighting out of the blue corner at 5'7", 175 with a not good reach. <laughs> I think that would be fucking hilarious, dude. I can't be that much, right? The and intro? It- can we get it's one of those cameo like, things to do It's it? got to be like 200 bucks. Or just hire his brother. It's probably a cheaper rate. He's got like a twin brother or someone that sounds just like him. Bro, you, you first mean, of all... First off, Michael Buffer is actually like one of the most famous announcers in the world. Then they're probably equal rate. Yeah, but he's got a brother. Maybe you get the discount because it's not the real guy. But the voice you, is on the like. What are you talking about? Michael Buffer is equally famous. He's the guy who says, let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, but, I'm oh. but I'm saying he's got a brother. What's more famous? Let's get ready to rumble or it's time? Ooh, in the 90s peak boxing era, yeah. let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. Now, probably Bruce Buffer. Ah. All right. All right. Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, that being said, uh, Caleb said he had a patrol gone wild for us today, right? Me too, yes. So this so is from. Let's get into it. Oh yeah, we got patrol gone wild. We're doing it big. Hell yeah, we're doing it real big. So this story is out of New York City. We have police taunting rapper who bragged he'd never be caught cried in a cell. Cops say. So I just love this one. We have Richard Sharp, a self-proclaimed member of the Chicago-based Black Disciples street gang who performs under the name Famous Richard, was busted on May 12th in Jamaica, Queens, uh, several weeks after he had been seen going up to cops trying to take their guns out of their holsters. So something I highly recommend, do not do. Right, guys? You guys work in the streets. Don't do that. I got to be real uh, honest on this one. This story is most people. Wait, would people, you agree to wait, that? Oh, the the crying, the yeah. crying. Oh, oh my oh, god, yeah, yeah. dude, these guys are just so fucking dramatic. Act dude. tough, cry. These the guys are yeah. some of them. It's not the, all. Yeah. Some it's, of them are just bad 
motherfuckers, no, the, the one, bro. The dudes that are just sitting there quiet, I know that's a fucking stone cold killer. There's a guy that, you know, you know, I'm pretty sure you know who I'm talking about. That dude, his fucking rap sheet, mile long, like multiple things. I think he's currently doing like 30 years. And I'm like, wow, this guy was so pleasant. And like, if I didn't know what he did, I would be like, yeah. And didn't give us any lip. He knew the game. and Bro, he got out of the car. He steps out of this car. This dude is like six foot eight. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, he's like a head Fat taller boy. than you. As kind as can be. Do our traffic stop. Find some stuff he's not supposed to have. Guy gets convicted. You're like, holy fuck. This could have went real bad real fast. And yeah. Yeah. Like, it was just surprising. Like, his girlfriend or whoever it was was like a bigger jerk. Then you get the guys who are like, they're like arguing with their girl. Maybe they put their hands on their girl, shoved her or something. These are the guys that are talking the most shit. They act so hard. They're going to. They're probably my size. They're going to beat the fuck out of you as soon as they're out of the car. We get down the cell block. You uncuff them. And, and they go. Church silent. mouse. Yep. <laughs> Quiet. So they did not give uh, this guy's age. Uh, seems like he's a young kid. I'm going to guess probably under 22, under 23. He has been charged with making terroristic threats, obstructing governmental Ooh. administration, resisting arrest, menacing, and disorderly conduct. All, of course, eligible for bail since this is New York City. Um, and he was released on his own reco- recognizance. 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 Um, yeah, just he, he put out a whole bunch of TikTok videos, Instagram lives, said he'd never get caught, he'd never go to jail. Did get caught, did go to jail, and he actually did put out a video where one of the police officers like, yeah, I remember you. You're the one crying like a bitch in the cell. So he did get called out by one of the officers. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought it was a funny story because, you know, all these guys do try to act tough. They do get arrested and occasionally they do cry in their cells because they uh, don't want to get in trouble or have a record or, you know. I'm just going to recommend don't ever try to grab a police officer's firearm. It's never <laughs> going to end that. well because that's like automatic war. Like, and it doesn't matter what happens. Like, it's probably not going to be a good day for you. And that can also literally get somebody killed. I don't recommend doing that at all. Yeah, guys, don't reach for police officers' guns. Has Guys, has anyone tried that on you? No. I was going to say, who would be dumb enough to try that? I mean, like, I've obviously, like, heard stories from, like, other officers. But, like, I mean, that is really dumb. Like, and especially, like, he's just doing it for internet clout, like... Oh, totally. Like, this isn't some guy who, like, is a hardened criminal. Like, he's just trying to get his followers up, and, of course, the fucking... Oh, yeah, see this guy? Look at how awesome he is. He tries to fuck with cops all the time. What's the one, dude? You ever see that video that's floating around? I wish I could find it. I can't find it. I just looked, but, uh... You ever see the one where the the dude's in cuffs, and he's like, Man, you don't know who the fuck I am, and he's like... Yeah, I do. You're Ricky Flowers. <laughs> yeah, like, you, Shut the fuck up, bro. You said, you said that to me. Bro, before. I can't remember yeah. what the fuck it was. I can't remember what his name was, but it's hilarious. He calls him by his government name. <laughs> Ricky the guy, Flowers. It's like it's something like that. And the guy's like, shut the fuck up, bro. Like he called, He's like, yeah, we do. You're Ricky Flowers. He's like real nonchalant. <laughs> the guy gets so fucking upset. The, the most, the least tough name you'll yeah, ever Oh, find. yeah, dude. Yeah, Flowers. Yeah. So this kid, Sharp, has 12 other arrests with a history of assault on law enforcement officers. Uh, it's a real pity that they did let him go in New York City, and the kid is still out there making videos saying that he's out and that you can't catch him. So 
But you did get caught. That's, not, that's bullshit. You got on, caught. <laughs> be on the lookout, and he might be a crybaby. So I just, I thought it was a funny story I'd share with you guys out there, this especially is, you two guys who are in this type of work. People like that are just so obnoxious. Like, I, the, the better question is why. Yeah. Like, I didn't have a cloud, patrol gone wild this way or, or this week, but uh, uh, yeah, I feel like just getting to some of our stories and some of the shit that we that was enough. I think. Yeah, I'd say so too. Do you have? I didn't fun? get anything for this week. I usually try to find something. I spent most of my pre-show time. I'm helping you with the tail for the tape. That one. That was an oddly dumb amount of work for something. I hope you all appreciate <laughs> that. We're gonna eventually get Caleb and some gloves, you know, and some trunks. I think that would be a fucking great picture, Caleb, just like in the gloves, dude. I I would love that. <laughs> that shit would be hilarious. We'll make it happen. It'll happen. Beautiful. What do you think? Uh, cigar review time, buddy? We're yeah. nearing that time. Dude, I gotta say, Gio, when you were looking up the cigar, did they have like the average smoke time? Because um, I was going a little bit slower, but I'm not even halfway through this. I think you're just a little long-winded today, bud, because I'm pretty good. Maybe. You guys had me talking a lot. Did you do your review? I did. I The only thing I didn't do was the enjoyment, which I'll get to. Um, Go ahead. Just mark that down real quick. So I have my appearance. I gave it an eight. It's got the two band. You got a small little blackened band at the top, and then you got the uh, M81 Maduro wrapper at the bottom. So I gave it an eight. Uh, Overall, nice dark color with the San Andreas wrapper. Uh, Burn, I had one touch-up throughout the episode, if you watch. So I'm giving that a nine. Um, Construction, this was a highly constructed cigar. I got a nine and a half. Great stack of dimes. Ash when you want to. Um, hard as a rock. Like You could drop this thing. It'd probably still hold up very well. Um, draw. I did go V-cut. I feel like with this size, I should have went with a straight cut. So I'm giving it an eight and a half. And overall enjoyment, just smoking, having a good time with you guys. Uh, pairing it with this blackened Cash Strength Whiskey Volume 2. Gave it a nine as well. Let me just tally that up, and I will have a tally for you guys in a quick second because I need to pull out the calculator as I'm a little slow. I mean, true. knew this already. True, true, yeah. you are. So it gave me a 44 overall, which is an 88 for this cigar. So uh, not bad, but I do want to say uh, smoky stick, uh, lots of chocolatey taste and flavor. Uh, I think it did go pair pretty well. I wouldn't give it like a 10 out of 10 pairing, maybe like a 7.5 out of 10 pairing. Uh, but 88, not a bad score, I'd say. Perfect. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty similar to you, buddy. Uh, the appearance, I gave this an 8. Nothing too crazy. It's got the M81 at the foot on a band. Uh, the main band is just the the word blackened. Um, pretty cool looking. Nothing too crazy, though. Uh, dark wrapper, for sure. Real dark wrapper. Definitely a true Maduro. Uh, the burn, I gave this an 8.5. Construction, 8.5. The draw, I gave it a 9. You did touch on how this thing is constructed very well. I mean, it's hard to the touch. Uh, oily toward the end, I will say. Uh, in the enjoyment, I gave it a nine, bringing me to a forty-three eighty-six overall. Really good cigar. Obviously, my uh, my rating's gonna be a little different than cigar aficionado, but uh, I really did enjoy it. I got uh, notes of like dark chocolate, like dark cocoa, espresso. Um, they did mention leather, but I really I don't ever get that note. I really don't know what the fuck leather tastes like. Did they uh, smoke the same size that we're currently smoking? They smoked no, the Robusto. The Robusto. Oh, this okay. is the Toro. So, so a little bit bigger. 
But the Robusta is a little smaller, right? Yep. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I, I really did, did like it. I did smoke the smaller size, and I really enjoyed the smaller size. So maybe it's just the size thing for me. Well, they say well, that. You the, know, you're a little guy. The, exactly. the, the Vitolas <laughs> are, uh, they really do affect the flavors, obviously. Definitely. I agree. I agree to that. Because I smoked, like I said, I think the Corona size or whatever the smallest one is. Um, and I really enjoyed the smaller size. But yeah, that being said, I mean, definitely give it a whirl. It's definitely a cigar I'd recommend smoking. Um, if you could pick up a box cheap or, or pick up a five pack, I'd definitely recommend that. They're, they're pretty good, man. Yeah. Definitely a cigar you could give somebody and say, here, man, this is a good cigar. I mean, if you can get it at that retail of the like that $10 price point, roughly, I definitely would say you guys, you know, buy a five pack. It's definitely something you can smoke and enjoy. It's not like it's. I'm not going to say it's like the best cigar I've ever smoked. It's certainly not the worst. I would put it an above average smoke for sure. So I do want to say, obviously, Caleb touched on the pairing a little bit. Uh, This whiskey gets significantly better as you drink it. Agree. Significantly better. Uh, Now I'm not really getting that harsh bite. I'm getting more of a sweetness. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, The hug that it was giving me definitely dissipated a little bit uh very very good man and and what was the the motto on it uh, unapologetically strikes like, like lightning Una- yeah strikes like lightning it's, unapologetically it's very high hot. and hot yeah so i mean it was really good it is good definitely pick this bottle up so okay i'll get into my rating here i got mine all finished up so appearance i gave it a 7.5 i i I like the double band. I get the whole blackened thing, and it pretty much uh, went with a similar like look from the whiskey bottle, that copper uh, M81 on the logo on the bottom uh, band. Uh, the box wasn't all that impressive. It looked very, very plain Jane. Uh, reminds me a lot of the Mortal Coil. Yeah, uh, it, very yeah it really does look like the Mortal Coil. So, I mean, I docked it a little bit. It looked similar to another product on the market, so... You want appearance to stand out. Like your your product should stand out on a shelf. That's just something I believe in. Uh burn. I give it a nine. I touched this up twice throughout the entire episode. I did not have any issues with it. Really got Smoky no little fucker. Oh yeah. This thing just stays lit. I feel like that's a common thing with the Drew Estate stuff we smoked. I don't think I've ever really had an issue with it. And that leads right into construction, which was also a nine. You know, Jonathan Drew is a master of his craft. And I I haven't smoked a ton of Drew Estate, but I also haven't had a bad Drew Estate. So, I mean, take that for what it's worth. I'm sure a lot of you guys <laughs> are, you know, he's never going to make weight for his fight eating, you know, Sour Patch like that. <laughs> <laughs> sour Patch Kids for the champ. <laughs> yeah, I was needing a taste. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, getting back into my review. Uh, on the construction side of things, it's similar experience all around. Uh, not a damn issue finally put together cigar you know whoever rolled this did a great great job uh draw i gave it an eight i went with the straight cut i mean nothing absolutely i wish we could have get a still of that face you just made there but the draw got good smoke able to really enjoy it you know take my time with it and really just appreciate the flavors it brought out I didn't really get to taste too much. This whiskey is a little uh, higher proof point for me to, you know, really get into the intricacies of a cigar. So I still had that like hug throughout. 
Uh, definitely a little like that cocoa espresso notes that would, you know, pop in and out. Uh, that was really just because I know what that tastes like. I didn't really get to, you know, try and see, oh, that's a new experience for me. So, I don't know. Me personally, I probably would, you know, smoke this with maybe one of the lower proof point blackens. I don't know what else is out there, but... Just the regular production. Yeah. Blacken. Uh, enjoyment, I gave it an 8. Uh, very, very good experience. Didn't have to battle it. Got to enjoy the banter. Didn't distract me from what I was doing, and that's a big part of really, really making a cigar enjoyable. Well, not having to fight it the entire time. You're in a conversation, right. and we're trying to you know, work here and, and put yeah. out a product and enjoy our conversation and banter. Yeah, and I expect you know, the average person who's you know smoking a cigar is also you know mixing in puffs with whatever work they're doing, whether they're in their garage doing something on their car or reading you know the fucking paper in the morning. People still do that these days. Or in their garage doing a podcast. Yeah, right. And that brought my overall score to a 42.5, giving me an 85 overall. Cool, man. Not bad. How do we do, Caleb? All right, let me tally that up. 85 overall? Yes, sir. All right, let me tally it up real quick. Tally it. Tally it. Tally it. All right, overall score for the Drew Estate M81 Maduro Blackened, 86.33. Not bad at all. Down Herf scores it at 86.33. And this was the Toro size for you guys. Obviously, you know... Go with what your preference is. Um, you know, some guys like Lanceros, Corona, so on and so forth. I do think this is a blend a lot of people will enjoy, though. You know, it's definitely something you could give to the average cigar smoker. I definitely don't think it's something for, like, a first-time smoker, though. Well, uh, the dude from Metallica that was talking about the cigar definitely brought up the point that he likes a milder, medium cigar, and this is what he envisioned when yeah, they developed Yeah, I would say it's definitely cigar. medium. Like, I don't think it's granted. Yeah, I've smoked some really, really harsh tobacco. Dude, I smoked that black Irish earlier today while I was doing some yard work, and that thing woo, put mm. me on my butt. Loved it, dude. That's that's Roma for you, though. Yeah, oh yeah, Roma. I they're they're fucking they're brutal I, in a good way. I think with how hot this whiskey was initially to start off, and how like almost full body the cigar was, uh, the whiskey kind of mellowed out the cigar. Instead of the opposite way, like the cigar mellowing out the whiskey, I think just how high this was, it, it kind of mellowed things out, changed it up a little bit, little reversal of what you used to. Well, obviously, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, that that can happen. But that being said, Caleb, closing notes to the episode. All right, guys, just make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagrams, uh, the TikTok that Jerry does. You know, on all social media platforms. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you comment on that fight section. Do you think I'm going to kick that ostrich's ass or no. what? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, make sure you can find us audio only on a Cigar Hustlers podcast, the Cigar Hustlers universe, the number one cigar podcast on Podbean. So look for us there as well, guys. But make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. It's very important for the growth of the channel. Grower gang. And if you guys got anything else to add, you know, have at it. Geo? I feel like Caleb's like our Steve-O. We just make him do all the ridiculous shit. (laughs) Yeah, but... Still haven't ate that hot chip. He, yeah, I was going to say, he definitely has his, like, his line. He he doesn't get, like, too wild. So, we also wanted to have an episode where we got uh, Caleb to eat the uh, ghost pepper chip challenge. It's one single chip. 
that is uh supposedly it has like ghost pepper powder it's like pocky or something like that let's let's put a vote on the instagram if i should do it or not and we'll let the vote decide really so I'm if the willing. people want it i'm willing if the people want it you'll do it i'm willing let's just see how the vote goes. okay so we specifically clip this yeah and then we put it up for a vote i'm i'm down with that you're down with it. that All down right. with it there's nobody that doesn't want to see that so i think that the vote <laughs> The vote is going to be like 100%, I guarantee it. Let's just see but where it goes. That being said, make sure you guys find us on Cigar Hustler Podcast Network, the number one cigar podcast on Podbean, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Smoke them if you got them. The Down to Herf Podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience.